1: You are on Saturday Magazine, Joy 94.9. That was Dave reading the news and he's back at noon. My co-host is Nevena. Who have we got next?
2: We have a wonderful author who's joining us. That's Luke Rutledge. He has just published A Man and His Pride. Luke, welcome to Saturday Magazine.
0: Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's great to be here
2: a very timely book with World Pride around the corner. Can you tell us a little bit about it and your journey to getting this published?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so A Man and His Pride is about a, a a guy called Sean Preston, who is a 26-year-old gay man living in Brisbane during the 2017 um, same-sex marriage plebiscite. Mm. Um, so when we first meet Sean, he's just been dumped by his first ever boyfriend in a very brutal way um, and so he sort of vows to never become emotionally attached to another guy ever again and so we sort of start to see him spiral a little bit initially and sink into some of his old habits of, um, you know, drinking a lot and mm. having a lot of casual sex at least and feeling quite empty. Um but all that sort of starts to change when he meets a guy called William who is also a gay man, he's a nurse and he is in many ways the complete opposite of Sean. Um, he's, you know, unapologetically gay, but he's also very naive about the gay dating scene. And so the two sort of agree to help each other and, and we see an unlikely friendship to start to blossom. So it's, it's a story about finding a pride, um, learning to love yourself and, and about this friendship between these two characters. I'm really curious
2: about the backdrop uh, mm. to the postal survey, the plebiscite. How did that play into it and why did you choose to set it in that context?
0: Yeah, I've been asked this a lot and I wish I had a more intellectual answer. <laughs> to be honest. It, it really was just an idea that came to me while in the shower one day. I had been, I had been planning the book for about two weeks, so I hadn't started writing it yet. Um, but once I made that decision to set it during that time, the story did come quite easily to me. It gave it a natural sort of um, structure and and I knew how it would end. But of course, you know, looking back, I can now see how setting it during that, you know, very turbulent time of, you know, Australia's fight for equality Mm. does fit in quite well with um, Sean's personal story of, you know, the journey that he goes on to find his pride. Um, But, you know, I wasn't really thinking about all of that at the time. It just seemed like a good idea and, it's you know obviously a, a period that everybody remembers, and um, I hadn't sort of come across other stories that had said it during that period, so it just sort of intrigued me, I guess. yeah
1: It's a bit of a parallel journey, isn't it, Luke? You know that mm. um, you know the marriage equality journey um, you know everyone had an opinion, everyone was giving advice, uh, mm. and we didn't know how it was going to turn out, you know, and when relationships change, it's actually the same. Mm. You don't, you know, all your friends, or you know, will have an opinion <laughs> and, you know, you don't know how it's going to turn out. Um, you know, you hope it's going to turn out a particular way. So there are a lot mm. of, yeah, parallel journeys there, aren't there?
0: Yeah, I think we look back at it now five years later and we think what the hell was all that about? All mm. that fuck, you know, um, but, you know, a years ago, he came out when he was 19, and he's now 26. He's never fully learned to embrace his sexuality or that part of his identity. If if, if anything, he accepts the fact that he's gay reluctant. So yeah, it's a story of of finding your your pride, and I think there are some parallels with the marriage equality side. It was almost like Australia was making this big decision of you know whether we would gay relationships or not. Um, yeah, so.
1: Can I just ask you to stand still, Luke, because uh, the signal's dropping in and out or push your face oh, up right. or well, push, <laughs> push your face up against right. the window. That's always a good look. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> what was, uh, Luke, what was, uh, you know, in writing a book, it, it's not an easy process, you know. Uh, one, you know, convincing yourself you need to do it, you know, potentially, is it going to get published Um What are some of the big challenges uh, that you faced in in making this happen?
0: I think for me it's the self-doubt. Like I I am someone who suffers a lot with um, self-doubt and imposter syndrome and of course when you're writing a book and you've got no idea uh, if it's going to be published or if it's even good enough, uh, that self-doubt does sort of start to, to creep in. So. One one thing I found helpful actually was listening to other authors talk about this self doubt because it is something that I think most writers have in common, um, and it's just keeping that momentum going of the story and getting up every day um, and you know hauling yourself in front of the computer in the morning. I, I get up at five thirty and and write before work. I work full time, so you know not every day you don't you don't feel like doing it every day, but it's just a matter of developing that routine and and just putting in the work i think
2: and luke this is uh, a book about two gay men but it's a book for everyone everyone can take something from this it shouldn't be pigeonholed just for being members from our community can you talk a little Mm. bit about queer visibility in the media uh, and what that means to you with your book now uh, about to be out in the world
0: yeah i think the importance of visibility just cannot be overestimated really i mean I, I spent all of my teens in my early 20s in, in denial about being gay and I struggled a lot with, um, you know, coming out to my family and friends. But that's despite the fact that I knew that everybody would be okay with it. I was never sort of, you know, I didn't grow up in a homophobic household or anything. Mm. So I have often wondered about why I struggled so much with it and I think it comes down to just lack of visibility. You know, being gay and gay relationships, We're just not something that was normalized growing up. Mm. And so I think today, obviously, you know, LGBT people have so much visibility and and so much visibility in the mainstream, which I think is good. I mean, gone are the days where, you know, the only um, gay show on TV was SBS on, um, you know, Queer as Folk late at night sort of thing. (laughs) So um, I, I think, yeah, just having that visibility... And being able to see yourself reflected in the stories that you read and and the movies that you watch is just so important because it just normalises being gay. I think, yeah.
2: An interesting part of this book is that uh, the protagonist, Sean, his job is an online troll moderator, and that <laughs> that is very much testing his mental health. Can you speak a yeah. little bit about that and the impact that discrimination uh, and bigotry has online and has on people, and how you use that as a tool for Sean?
0: Yeah, I, I wanted to give him a job that was, you know, the most meaningless job possible, really, and. What what more meaningless job is there than moderating comments on on Facebook or whatever? Um, I, I have worked. I work as a communications officer mm. myself and have um, worked a bit in in that social media space. And it's just also pointless, you know. People complain, and you only ever hear from the people who have something negative to say. Of course. But the point of that with Sean was that I I wanted him to, you know, be in this job where he feels stuck and and in a rut. But it's very much a a decision on his part to stay in that role and that all comes down to the fact that he doesn't really think that he deserves to be happy um he he doesn't think that he deserves to be loved in many ways so um yeah that was kind of the reasoning behind that just anything to kind of make him more miserable as possible i think
2: (laughs) And look, we've got we're we're winding up, but we do have a, a message from one one seven saying, "I remember going out to my front fence in Queensland and putting a rainbow flag on the gate. It felt like a referendum on, quote, "Do they like us?" And the relief of finding out the answer was mostly yes. Yeah, so yeah
0: yeah. and, and obviously it was it was a good outcome in the end, um, with you know over sixty percent people voting. Yes, it's so a wonderful thing, but that, that journey to get there was just unnecessary and, and I think caused a lot of harm, really, to the mental health of yep. young gay people in particular. So it's a shame that we had to go through that process, but it was a good outcome
1: in the end. In the end. Mm. Luke, mm. thanks for writing this book and thanks for your time today. Um, I appreciate mm. it and uh, I hope you have a, a great week coming up.
0: Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on the show. It's, it's been great to be
1: here. It's been our pleasure. <laughs> thanks for joining us. That was Luke Thank you. Luke Rutledge uh, with his book, A Man and His Pride.
0: This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with Joy.